East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hiya, creeps. Welcome to our podcast, East Coast Creepin'. I'm Leslie. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Linda. We're three sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. There's a fourth sister, Lydia, and she'll be making guest appearances throughout our series. We are obsessed with true crime, paranormal, and laughing. Join us for our weekly outburst as we dive into crazy stories that full-fledged rep the East Coast. Just so you know, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, medicine, or psychology. This is all just for informative purposes. Let's get into we. All right, so we are on week nine. nine. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, episode nine. We can't. Yeah, well, well, I know. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, I okay. know. Yeah, yeah. But, episode nine. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> this is like our eighth story, I guess. So we haven't had any more splits. Since, yeah, that's so. also true. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. <sighs> okay. Well, I want to leave this ready. off with saying I know that we have a disclaimer in the beginning of each episode. You got hair in your mouth again? Uh, I, oh, you're taking your tongue ring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you took your tongue ring out Yeah. Pimple. Ew. <laughs> it's all happening right now. Ew. I know. I'm sorry. I oh, no, I was reading your shirt. Oh, Hogan. Oh, Hogan's yes. Hangout? Yep. Yeah, we went there. Oh, you went there when you yeah, went to see the man clear water. Yeah. It was pretty right cool. I know. They had bitches. a nice... You could have game. No, I couldn't have... Yeah, you could have. I was told like two days before you left, and I can't take off that soon. Okay, to be fair, that's when I decided to go. Yes. <laughs> but your job is more lax than mine. Yes, but no. I just don't. You could have just said that I feel really sick. I think I got the flu. I, at the time, I could have been like, I think oh, I got bad. the vid. Yeah. The oh, vid. Yeah, 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 you could have. Ooh. What? Are you still poking pimples? No, I'm not poking them. It just happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. They write just bleeding. They're ripe. Yeah. But okay. Anyway, Linda was speaking. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So I disclaimer. To, yes, I have a disclaimer for this one. It gets very graphic to the point where I was sickened by it. So I just want to put this out there for everybody that. Oh my gosh. It's a lot to handle. Um, I'm getting anxious. So I'm going to be silent most of this episode is and that what you're saying i'll probably be the leslie this episode yeah. Nick's because, the drawing i mean there's a lot going on in the beginning when we get into everything i apologize now that's okay that's really where all right I that's fine. okay i'm sorry you have been warned yes there is a lot of graphic content a lot of graphic content okay okay Okay. So make sure you're wearing headphones for this episode. Don't, don't. Yes, please wear headphones. <laughs> it's not, it's not foul language. No, it's graphic content. Okay. Um, this is like the HBO show you watch when your kids go to sleep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Straight up. Straight <laughs> up. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. So, today. We are going? Uh, no. Oh. No? No. Because I like making you guess, but if Linda doesn't want to make you guess, then we don't oh. need to make you guess. Well, because we're not there yet. We got a while till we get there. Oh, okay. Oh, we start off somewhere else and then we come to the East Coast? We start off as a babe. A little babe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, we babies. Okay. 
Not okay. So, what? Okay, fine. You want to guess their name? Is is it a male or female name? Male. Jeremy. Rongo. Uh, Ron. Albert. You said Rongo, so I was just trying to like tie it in. I'm sorry. She's the Grinch. <laughs> Rongo. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about. Albert Hamilton Fish. Oh, my God. I said Albert. Jeez. She was right? Yeah. You did say Albert? I didn't hear. I missed that. Albert. Yeah, but it's okay because she's also technically wrong. <laughs> what? We'll get into that in a second. Okay. Literally one second. Is his last name Hamilton Fish? Mm-mm, his middle no. name is Hamilton. You said <laughs> Hamilton, yes, right? Albert Hamilton Fish. Like a fish in the ocean? Blub, blub. All right. <laughs> Okay, because I thought she said fish. Fish. I can't, you know, I can't. Fish. All right. I think I I should have been diagnosed with a speech impediment. No. I can't see. (laughs) The redfish that come from. Swedish. Yes. Fish. I can't say that word, the two words together. Swedish fish. (laughs) Get oh, out. Swedish no. fish. No, like I'm serious. And Swedish. like, but you, no. But can you do cinnamon? Cinnamon. Okay. <laughs> what is that <laughs> for? <laughs> I was trying not to laugh, but Swedish I Swedish fish. That's <laughs> weird. I, Swedish fish. You might need to put a little more pause in between your Swedish. I know, I do. Whenever I'm, whenever we're at IKEA, I tell Jonathan to get the red fish, and he's like, "Not until you say it." And I go, (laughs) and I just like stand there, like you can see me. I'm like, this is so rude. I'm like, this is like telling a person like abuse. Yeah. (laughs) So I tried saying the fish of Sweden. But apparently, that doesn't fly with him. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, I'm sorry. Okay. Albert Hamilton. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> we have to I get the laughs it. in for you guys because this sounds like a very traumatic story. <laughs> it's okay because we'll be laughing throughout the trauma because that's what we do. Yes, yes. we laugh no, legit. My therapist says that to me. She's always like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, your defense mechanism is kicking in. Yes. We need to to work exactly. on that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm okay. Sorry? No. Sorry, not sorry. I like laughing. Albert Hamilton Fish. Fish. Yes. Albert was actually born Hamilton Howard Fish in Washington, D.C. on May 19th, 1870. Ooh, we're taking to it back. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're taking it back. To a Randall and Ellen Fish. Albert's father, Randall, was 43 years older than Ellen when Albert was born. So Ellen was 32 and Randall was 75 at the, at the time. Wow. Of his birth? Of his birth. Yes. When was he born? Did you say yet? You haven't said that yet. Men are so May 19th, 1870. They can produce sperm forever and women go through menopause. Bastards. 1870? 1870. Oh my gosh. Okay. No, no, no. I'm just saying I wrote it down and then I like questioned myself. I'm like, wait, I did not hear that right. No, you heard it very right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's going to get, it gets weird quick. He was one of four Mm -hmm. and he was the youngest. Okay. 
His siblings' names were Walter, Annie, and Edwin. They're not important to the story at all, but I just figure, you know, if you guys want some extra info. Yeah. Family history. It's fun. I, okay, so when I read this, I started, (laughs) because the way that I read it, I was like, wait, hold on. But okay, anyway. So 1870, Albert's father died while Albert was still young. He was only five at the time of his father's death. His father was a fisherman and ended up doing another job later. So the website that I was reading it from, it said the elder fish died of a heart attack. And I was like, when were fish thrown into this? Like, I was so confused. Like, we're worried about fishes dying, but we're reading about a, a and then I'm a like, man whose name is Finn. So I'm like, oh my God, elder fish. <laughs> oh my God. It was the so young bad. fish. Yes. So wait, his um, dad was a fisherman? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. His dad was a fisherman. That's crazy. That's how a lot of people got their shoemakes surnames. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carpenter. There's a daddy fish, a mommy fish, and four baby fish. (laughs) Oh my God, get out of here. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to. Now, you're welcome. It's going to be stuck in your head for the rest of the podcast. That's all I know. Now they're not even going to be listening to the podcast because it's going to be... No, please don't. No, do it. (laughs) Continue. Daddy fish died. Yes. Oh. Elder fish. Elder fish. Daddy. So his father died when Albert was five. And since Ellen could not afford to take care of Albert, uh, she decided to put him in an orphanage. (laughs) And going back to Penhurst, we already know how orphanages and stuff like that were handled. In that time period, so we already know that this is going to be bad. Okay. Mm -hmm. Voldemort. Yeah. While Albert was in the orphanage, it said that he was constantly beaten. The beatings consisted of the children being stripped down to nothing and being whipped. This was not only done by staff members, but older orphan boys as well. Oh. This happened so frequently and you have to think that he was five years old when all of this started happening. Mm-hmm. But it happened so frequently that he actually began to enjoy it. While he was being beaten by the staff members and the older orphan boys, he would actually get an erection during the beatings. What? Yeah. Like, wow. it brought uh, him pleasure. Right. At five, six, seven Okay. That's crazy. And it got to the point where the other boys, because he's, he has no clothes on whatsoever, the other boys obviously noticed and they would start making fun of him because of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, not only did they make fun of him because of that, but they, he ended up changing his name from Hamilton to Albert. And that's how he became known as Albert Hamilton Fish because he was also teased for his first name being Hamilton. And they would all call him Ham and Eggs. So that's how he came up with the name Albert Hamilton Fish. And that was actually the name Albert was the name of one of his dead siblings. So he just took the name of his dead sibling. Uh, I don't understand the Ham and Eggs. Because his Hamilton, his first name was Hamilton. He was born Hamilton Howard Fish. Uh Uh-huh. I would have called him Land and Sea. This is an orphanage. Okay. (laughs) What? In the, in, the, in the 1870s, okay? 
an orphanage in the oh 1870s. Oh, my Or Wait, how old was he when he changed his name? Or that happened later it, in no. like No. When he was in the when orphanage. When he was in the orphanage. Okay, well... Yeah, okay. he ch- he decided to change his name in the orphanage because the other boys were making fun of him for his name. They would call him Ham and Egg. So he's like, uh, not anymore. No ham here. It is only Albert. It's not any better, but okay. <laughs> That's what I was thinking earlier. And I was just like, I'm just going to let it go. Yes. Little kid's got his dreams. Oh, he got a lot of dreams. I, apparently, I'm going to find out. By 1880... His mother had ended up getting a government job and was able to take him out of the orphanage. That's too late. By the time she had pulled him out, he was nine years old, and she brought him home. Four years of misery, but it wasn't actually miserable for him. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So by this point, like Lorraine said, the damage is done. There's absolutely no fixing what he went through because he already has... I want to say it, but I also don't want to be mean to... His kink? Yes. It's not... Whatever. Yeah, but the way that this story is going to go, like, I'm not shaming people who have... Then just say that. But yeah. So... We're not not yucking your yum. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sorry, that caught me off guard. I just (laughs) never... Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Basically that... Again, we all went through with Penhurst and everything. So we know that there's, there's no way that he's going to fix it. There's no fixing this. The path that he's down, he's just going downhill from here. There's, Especially at that time. Yeah. Yeah. We're not even in the 1900s yet. This is still the 1800s. Right. Um, Where was this again? I'm sorry. I did not write that part down. D.C. Yeah. Okay. The that's D.C. What I, area. That's what I thought you said earlier. Okay. Yeah. Just clarifying. Also. Side note, if you guys can hear, like, music or stomping or anything, like, very faintly in the background, my upstairs neighbors like to... Go crazy. Yeah, they like clubbing in their house all day. (laughs) Anyway, continue. All right, nine years old, got back from the orphanage. Yeah. With his mama. So, when his mom brought him home, he ended up befriending a neighborhood boy, and it said that they had a consensual relationship together. Okay. So, around this time, he's nine by the time his mom brings him out, okay? Around this time, he begins practicing urophilia. So, he drank urine. I was going to ask you what that was because I know I knew what that was. I know you can see my face and I'm just like blankly staring at you, waiting for you to. So, your eyes are big with a smile, like. Uh, you shouldn't be smiling. Like, I was nine years old. She knows what it is. That's why. Yeah. so he drinks urine, urophilia, coprophilia, which is he eats feces. Okay. Yeah. So this is what he's doing with his, this neighborhood boy. And he gets into self-flagellation. Okay. We know what that is, right, Leslie? Flogging yourself. Yeah. Okay. Because he was so used to being beaten with like a paddle and all that. Right. Yeah. So he starts whipping himself. At the age of, like, nine. I really don't. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We Um, really need to start video recording because my face right now is like, yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So later on, he would actually start going to bathhouses where he could watch the other boys take their clothes off and shower. Um, He's a peeping Tom. 
Not so peeping because he just sits, he just there, sits in the there and of stares and is not trying to hide it from anybody. Like a bathhouse. What it, okay, it's a, it's like, like a pool, but yeah, everybody sits I know in what it a together. bathhouse is. So I watch just, anime. So he just sits there. He ain't peeping nowhere because okay. it's all out in the open. He's a creeper. Yes. Not like you guys, though. I know. I was going to say, not like us. <laughs> <laughs> the other kind. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks urine, eats poo, smacks himself. I'm sorry. It's not funny. I don't know. My uh, brain, defense mechanism. My brain is shutting down. <laughs> I, I told point. you it gets okay. bad quick. Eventually, he would start writing obscene letters to women from newspaper ads, which he would then get arrested for a few times because he would start writing these letters about, I guess, like things he wanted to do to them. What happened to freedom of speech? This was the... No. When you're sitting there saying, like, I don't even know what the letter said because I couldn't find any at the time, but... No, I understand. It's harassment. Yes. (laughs) It was a joke. (sighs) In 1890 is when he began his reign of terror. Okay. It was said that he was a painter by day and a self-professed, self-professed prostitute by night. He would lure children during the day into the homes that he was employed at, then rape, torture, and mutilate them. What? And because he was a painter by trade. Oh. He knew how to clean up. No. He could travel all over the U.S. without getting caught. Oh. oh, okay. That's better than what I was thinking. What? I was like, oh, he fucking used their blood for paint. What are you talking about? Oh, uh, my okay. God. And we're talking about painting houses. Painting houses. Like okay. He was I'm just technically not an artist. No. He was okay. technically interior designing, okay. I guess. All right. I just thought he was covering walls in blood. But mm. Oh, my God. By 1898... Albert's mother had decided to do an arranged marriage for him. Oh. And so he was married to Anna Mary Hoffman. At the time of his marriage, Anna was 17 and Albert was 28. They ended up having six children together, four boys, two girls. I already don't like where this is going. Me either. Nope. There are no accounts of Albert ever having sexual relations with his children. No rumors of sexual abuse of any sort. He was actually considered a decent but strange father. Um, even though Albert was married off, he did not stop his serial raping. In 1910, Albert engages in a sadomasochistic relationship with a younger man named Thomas Keaton. Do you know what sadomasochistic means? Yes. Keep, explain it, please. Okay, so basically... No, go ahead. It's like pain and suffering all the things. Yeah. Okay. That's it. BDSM. Yeah, okay. that's what I was going to say. You could have said that. Okay. It's BDSM. <laughs> yeah. Consensual. Yes. But one like it, the other one want to do it. Yeah. Tops yeah. and bottoms. Doms and subs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thomas what? Thomas Keaton. Uh, later on, in a police interview, Albert does admit to the lover being considered mentally disabled. So it was said that they had been talking to each other, dating, I guess, for like 10-ish days. And Albert convinces Thomas to go to an abandoned house with him where he eventually tied him up and tortured him for two weeks. At the end of the two-week period, 
Albert ends up castrating Thomas. Oh, what? My. Yeah. So Albert had actually gone to a museum where they had on display, like, well, a display of a castrated penis. And so he became fascinated with it and decided to do this to his lover. Okay. My head is spinning. I I can't even. (laughs) Yeah. I need need to take my glasses off. (laughs) So there's two different accounts of what happened after that moment. One account says that that Thomas ended up freaking out and running away. But there are a couple other sources that Albert had gotten scared that the whole idea was to kill Thomas. But then he freaked out because of what happened. Uh, He didn't want to get caught for the killing. So he left money there for Thomas. Right. Left $10 for Thomas and then just dipped out. He, he never, he never looked back. <laughs> never, never even cared to look into what had happened to Thomas. Never snooped around anywhere. Never asked any questions or anything like that. Just kind of left it dead. If Thomas was dead, Thomas was dead, but nobody came after looking for him. Like if Thomas got out, he has no idea. No, of, no idea. Of that abandoned... He, uh, he, he has no idea what happened to Thomas afterwards. He never looked into it because he didn't want anything to come back to him. So Thomas, he left him tied up and, like, castrated. And it says that he, like, he like bandaged up the wound. Where the hell did you find this story from? Why do you think I said that I, I, I gave everyone a warning? <laughs> I gave everyone oh, a warning. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I hope I this just, is... I don't... Even, okay. I don't know where I was going with that. Just continue. Wait, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Mm -hmm. He left him tied up and left money? Yeah. And he doesn't know whether or not he survived. He has no idea if the kid survived or not. Okay. Yeah, like he doesn't, he, he bandaged him up. He put, it was said that he put Vaseline on it. And put a Band-Aid on it. Petroleum jelly ain't gonna help that. And then was like, peace out, Girl Scout. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. He... Okay. Yeah. So, either way... (laughs) For this... My brain. Yeah. So, for this, Albert had gotten away with kidnapping and torturing him. And possibly murdering, but we don't know. Like, I didn't see anything that the kid was murdered. Or that they had found the kid dead. Castrated when he was finished and then let, uh, yep. fucking left him. Yep. Shit. The whole concept of a eunuch has always bothered me. Stop. We're not getting into that right now. That, no. Okay. No. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, it makes me mad. It makes me mad. <laughs> People are so fucked up. Anyway, okay. Continue. In 1917, his wife left him and his six children behind. She actually left him for the handyman. She was like, this is literally the like the plumber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is where things get worse. Like, that wasn't even the bad part. This is where things get oh, worse. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after his wife left him, he actually started to stick needles in his groin and abdomen 
He began eating raw meat to the point where he became obsessed with cannibalism. Oh, my God. Here we go. And started hitting himself with a studded paddle. Huh. Oh, my God. So, all of this happens, and he does end up getting evaluated evaluated on multiple occasions for a mental disorder and was always found sane. What? That they only kept him a few weeks at a time, but said that he was a sane man, just disturbed. Yeah. I can see that. Yep. You got a kink. Studded paddle needles and what was the other thing? Raw meat. Raw meat. Raw meat. Cannibalism. Oh I, Cannibalism. He I already obsessed. blocked that out of my brain. Like, yeah. that was, <laughs> I just, I think I just stared at the wall for a second. And no. I was just like. That's what happened uh, earlier when she was talking about the money thing. Like, I just zoned out to protect my brain. And that's why I was like, wait, 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 what? Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm telling you guys. Okay. Yep. In 1919, it's believed that Albert had stabbed a mentally handicapped boy. He later explains that he went for poor, handicapped, or African-American boys because he felt that they would not be missed. With that being said, a large amount of his victims were under the age of six. Wow. I don't think my nose flare has ever been this big in my entire life. May I ask how many victims or do we know the number? Are we going to get there? We're going to get there. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm still, I'm still trying to write, eat raw meat. <laughs> she can't, she seriously can't write it. She's been writing other things, avoiding it. So, July 15th, 1924, it's said to be Albert's first murder. Ni- 1924? 1924. On July 15th, 1924. Documented murder. Yes. Right, because they don't know about Thomas. Yes. Yes. Okay. A boy by the name of Francis McDonald was playing on his front porch with his mother close by. Uh, his mother ends up noticing that an elderly man is in the middle of the street, uh, clenching his fist, kind of muttering to himself. She's not really sure what's going on, but she sees him there. She describes him as a tall, gauntly, and gray-haired man. He notices her. Apparently, tips his hat to her and then continue down the street. Later that day, it said that there was a man watching Francis play with four other boys. So they were out playing ball. The man ends up calling to Francis and Francis goes running towards him. They both left the area. Francis's parents did not notice that he had disappeared until Francis didn't come home for dinner. Francis's father was actually a policeman, and they were able to get a search party gathered pretty quickly. While they were doing the search party, they were talking to neighbors, seeing things that were going on, and a neighbor had actually said that there was a man that they saw walking with Francis into the woods, and they described the man as a gray-haired man. When the woods were searched... They found Francis's body violently assaulted. The clothes were ripped off his body, and he was found strangled by his own suspenders. What? Francis was eight. Oh. I was about to ask you how old he was. 
Yeah. I'm telling you, this was so hard. I I could tell you were going to start, like, your eyes were really watery. <laughs> so that's why I was just like, nope. I'm harden sorry, I heart. can't see your eyes because I took my glasses off. my heart. Over <laughs> <laughs> here, like, no. Yeah. I, like, yeah. Okay. February 11th. How fast did they find him? Like That same night, I want to say. It didn't say that there was a second day or anything like that. Like, the search party happened and they found him that afternoon because somebody said that they saw Francis going into the woods with the man. And they found him in the woods. Just, like, body complete. I mean. So this must have been before, like, 8 o'clock p.m. when they found him. Because after that, it would have been started getting dark. Yeah, because they. In July. Like, they ate dinner very early. Like, that, like four, yeah. Ish. That time, like yeah. that yeah. era, they ate really early dinners. Yeah. So like four. Okay. Four or five. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. All right. No, no, no. You're fine. So then, February eleventh, nineteen twenty-seven, a little boy by the name of Billy Gaffney was playing in the hallway of his apartment complex with a neighbor about his age, also named Billy. An older neighbor had noticed them playing, decided to go play with them, but he was taking care of his little sister. The older neighbor heard his sister cry. I believe it said that he was a teenager, so he ran back to his apartment, took care of his baby sister. When he came back into the hallway, both Billies were gone. (sighs) Shit. So the teenage boy went and told the younger Billy's father, and they decided to search the complex. They end up finding the younger Billy on the rooftop of the apartment complex and asked where Billy Gaffney was because he wasn't there with him. And all the little boy kept saying was the boogeyman took him. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. Mm-mm. The next day, a search party was created to find Billy. The younger Billy did tell investigators what, like, he gave a description of the so-called boogeyman, which was old and gray-haired, but investigators ignored the child's description because they're like, he keeps calling him a boogeyman. He's probably, it's just a figment of Mm -mm. his imagination. Nope. Because of all of this, they just assumed that... Billy Gaffney had gone to one of the local factories, like he just wandered off, went to the local factories, and so they searched the local factories and they searched the canal. The canal, they ended up draining, but Billy was never found. His body was never found. Ever? No. It's later said that during the investigation, a person was interviewed who stated that they saw a little boy matching Billy's description with an elderly gray-haired man. On a trolley. It was said that Billy was crying and asking for his mother and that the gray haired man was trying to keep him quiet. Billy oh. was four. Oh my God. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? The little boy that they were trying to interview was, was three. Like, okay. I was going to say two. Okay. First of all, never ignore your children. Cause when I have children and my kid is like, mom, who's that guy standing in the corner? And I look and there's no one there. One, we're calling a priest immediately. Two, we're moving. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. <sighs> okay. So then this last one that I'm going to tell you guys is supposed to be one of his most infamous murders. Oh, okay. Mother of shit. So there's a kid named Edward Budd. 
He was 18 years old and he had put an ad in the new, he had put an ad in the newspaper for work. Cause I guess that's what they did at this time. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. They did matchmaking through newspapers. Yeah. So a man by the name of Frank Howard had responded to this ad. Frank had come to the house on May 28th, 1928 to meet Ed about a position he needed to have filled. Frank had sat with Ed and told him about his life and how he needed a replacement for a farmhand that would be leaving his farm soon. So this guy named Frank had come over. Ed had lived with his family, but he's 18 years old. He wants to kind of start a new life, wants to go out working in the world. Apparently, they were immigrants, so he just kind of wants to make a name for himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, It said that Ed was a good boy, was strong, would have been a great farmhand, and was just kind of looking to prosper. Frank had come. He was there with the family, met the mom, had kind of talked to the dad, and had come up with an agreement with Ed that not only would he take Ed with him to the farm, but he had also decided that he was going to take Ed's closest friend, Willie, who was about the same age. So after sitting down with the family, he told them, look, I'll come back for you on Saturday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Saturday comes around. Frank doesn't show up. They actually receive a letter in the mail saying, I'm sorry, got tied up in things. I'll call on you guys the next day. Sunday morning, Ed comes, I mean, Frank comes bearing gifts and he says, I'm so sorry. Things got tied up. So he's sitting there talking to them and the mother, like Ed's mother had actually convinced Frank to sit down and have lunch with them. Mm -hmm. So they're all sitting down. Ed's dad finally gets to, like, sit down and have a talk with him. He says that he got really good vibes. Everybody was like, you're all just vibing really good. Like, "Eh, eh, no, eh, I got my my cuddle buddy, and I'm like, my chest is really tight. I can't Um, do this. So during this lunch. Is Frank not really Frank? Wait. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So he came bearing gifts. Yes. What were the gifts? What were the gifts? Um, it was like, uh, I think it said like strawberries and something else where he said, oh, I picked these from my my farm. farm. Here you go. Okay. No. Cause like you said he came bearing (laughs) gifts and then he was invited to lunch and I was like, oh my God, he chopped somebody's body up and they're going to have ribs for lunch and he's, they're going to all eat a human. That's where where my brain went. (laughs) That's why I was like, no, no, no. So while they were having lunch. That's when Frank sets eyes on Ed's younger sister, Gracie. Um. After lunch, Frank says that he had to go, that there was a birthday party that his sister was holding for one of her children, and he had actually asked if Gracie could go with him to this birthday party. No. Because the parents were so convinced by his pleasant disposition, they said it was fine. Nope. I don't know you. I don't know you. <laughs> oh, God, I can't. Yeah, the mother was more than happy to let Grace go. No. Uh... Um. So Frank said that he would be back after the birthday party to pick up Ed and Willie and drop off Gracie. Frank and Gracie left and had never come back home. 
The next day, Ed had to go to the police station to report her missing. On no- what? Yeah. I'm sorry. So it's so quiet. I just I can't. Yeah. So, I told you I would be the Leslie today, but I'm barely being a Leslie because I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Okay. When the parents gave the description of him, they gave the description of an elderly, gray-haired man with a mustache. Is this all still happening in the DC area? Oh, I didn't say that he moved to New York. No. No. Oh, he moved to New York with when? his wife. When? When he got married. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, now we know. I'm sorry. No, no, he, no you're okay. So this is all actually happening in New York. This is like Staten Island. Okay. New York. Okay. Yeah, that's where that's where uh, Billy was taken from, Staten Island. I'm so sorry, you guys. Yeah, it was just so I mean, much going this on. This is literally actually the boogeyman. Yeah. Like, this is why I don't let my feet hang off the bed at night. That's actually one of his given nicknames. I'll tell you his other nicknames when we're done. Slenderman. Because <laughs> he's tall, skinny, and old. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, I have nightmares. So, they report, they report her missing. They give his information. They give the description of them. Investigators look into it. They cannot find anybody by the name of Frank Howard. Because he ain't real. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, she's gone. They can't find her anywhere. And, like, I don't know if you know, but, like, how far away did he actually live from them? Um... I don't know as far as living, but I know that he had gotten them a one-way ticket to where he took her. Huh? Like, Got they who? had to get Gracie. Is For Ed and his friend Willie? Is that who you're talking no, about? No. For Albert and Gracie. Okay. He had taken her far enough away oh, okay. that he got them both one-way tickets. Oh, okay. Like a so, train. Oh, yeah. so they ended up finding. I like, thought you tra- meant kind of tracking that Frank got them like a one way ticket. I was like, yo, he comes back and kills the whole family. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm in a really, really dark place right now. Yeah, no. So me and Ellie, I'm just hugging Ellie. Yeah. So recap. Ellie is her elephant mm-hmm. that she is currently holding. Yeah. Recap. <laughs> Missing information. Uh, he moves to New York. Before he gets married to his wife, and then they get married out there. So he's in New York doing all of this. Okay. Yeah, so it basically is a cold case at this point. There's no leads whatsoever. They don't have any information on Frank. They don't know what happened to Gracie. Uh, they just, yeah, she's she's missing at this point. They're both gone. In November of 1934... An anonymous letter was sent to the parents of Gracie. No, 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 no. Because Grace's mom was illiterate, she actually had to have the son no. read it to her. Mm-mm. I'm going to read you that letter. Oh, okay. Other disclaimer, she told us earlier before we even started recording, she was like, I'm going to read this letter, and I'm sorry now. 
<laughs> yeah, she did. And so <laughs> I feel like I'm going to throw up and it hasn't even happened yet. So, and I'm normally pretty good at this, but I can't, I, I, children are my line. Yeah. I, I know that sounds wrong because like, it should really be everyone killing anyone, but no. Yeah. Yes. No. So, continue. The letter reads, My dear Mrs. Bud, Mm-mm. in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer in Tacoma, Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was from a dollar to three dollars a pound. So great, so great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold to the butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving. A boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the street. You could go in any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or a girl would be brought out and just what you wanted cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body and sold as veal cutlet, brought the highest price. John stayed there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return, return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven and one eleven, took them to his home, stripped them naked, tied them in a closet, then burned everything that they had. Several times every day and night he spanked them, tortured them to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass and, of course, the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten except the head, bones, and guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass, boiled, broiled, fried, stewed. The little boy was next, went the same way. At the time, I was living at 409 East 100th Street near right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street, brought you pot cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party. The fuck? You said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. I'm sorry. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all of my clothes off. I knew if I did not go, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and I called her. Then I hid in the closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her, and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked, how she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked her to death, then cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook, and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though. I could have, if I wished. She died a virgin. That's it? That's the end of the letter. I'ma kill him. I can't. He's already dead by now. I know that. I mean, how freaking old was he when he stole her? He was like 60. No, No, uh, he wasn't. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, almost. I can't. <sighs> yeah. That killed me inside. I can imagine. No. Like, when I first read that. How old was Gracie? Ten. Ten? She was ten. My future children, you ain't going outside. You getting homeschooled <laughs> like your father was. And poop. That's it. Yeah. You, the only outside world you're going to know is a hospital. Thank you. That's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's not good for kids either. <laughs> yeah. They have cousins. They can hang out with their cousins. They'll be fine. You guys got a horde of children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Oh so, this letter was sent to them. There was an emblem stamped on it. And the letter that, or the envelope, I'm sorry, the envelope was had a stamp on it by the NYPCBA, which was from the New York Private Chauffeurs Benevolent Association. Uh, oh, I'm so... I'm so glad that you actually like looked up the (laughs) looked up the whole acronym, (laughs) and we don't have spurs. (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm proud of you. We're trying to lighten the mood, people. (laughs) We've been so quiet. I know. (laughs) My watch is telling me to breathe. You guys. (laughs) Um. Yeah. You need to. Okay. Yeah. So, all of the members of the association had to give handwriting samples and then came forward a guy who was a janitor. He said that at one point he had actually taken some what stationary home, but, and left it at the apartment that he was living in, but he no longer lives there anymore. When they went and looked into the apartment that the guy used to live at, they talked to the landlady and they gave a description of, Frank, Frank Howard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they gave a description of Frank Howard and she said, oh yeah, that guy actually lived here to, for two months. He just left a couple days ago, but he did tell me that he's supposed to be receiving a letter and for me to hold it for him. Oh yeah. So the police end up intercepting the letter that he's supposed to be receiving. The landlady calls um, Albert and says, Hey, you have your letter here waiting for you. So the police basically do a stakeout sting operation. Yeah. They end up waiting for Albert. Albert comes to get the letter. The lead investigator waits for him to come out. And then when he goes to take him, he's like, Hey, are you Albert fish? And he, or yeah. And he's like, yeah. So then he's like, you're coming with us. And so then Albert goes and, like, has a razor and tries to, like, cut him. But they disarm him very quickly. Yeah, because he's old as shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Napoleon Dino. <laughs> Taekwondo. What is it? <laughs> I don't really remember Napoleon Dino. Oh, my God. Oh. All I know is Tina, you fat lord. <laughs> That's all I really remember. And, oh no! Oh my god! I'm not even gonna lie. That shut up. I gotta show you. Things are kind of serious right now. <laughs> I was gonna say that came up on my um, what's it? Oh, on my memories for Facebook because I had posted it a year ago where it says when when boys give girls cute cute nicknames and then 
Napoleon. He was like, Tina, you fat lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I'm sorry. I got sidetracked. You, you said you said they disarmed him, and I immediately <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so they take him back to headquarters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fish does not deny the murder of Grace. Good. They, yeah. But he does end up saying that he went, what's that in the letter? He went with the pretense of killing the brother and friend. Uh-huh. But he had not seen Gracie the time before when he first met them. He was supposed, he was coming back to, to get grab the, the two boys. Yeah. Yeah. And like, okay, so you said these boys were older, like older they teens. Were 18. Yeah. Yeah, and they were, like, farmhand-ready kind of builds. They would have fucked him up if he tried to do something. Like, they would have beat the shit out of him. Not necessarily. What? Girl. What? Okay. This is true. In my head, I was like, oh, yeah, if you inject them with something instead of them, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. (sighs) Sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 it's okay. Then he saw Gracie. Yeah, but then he saw Gracie and decided that he was going to take her instead. Yeah, so he ends up being tried for all of these, right? And all, he, all of these what? Like so, the, the little Billy boys? Yeah, and everything like that. So when he's caught, uh, he, he admits to Gracie. And then I can't remember how things went down, but he ends up getting tied to the other ones because of the description of the man himself. Like the they, boogeyman. Yeah, the boogeyman. The the, the tall, tall gray haired man. man. Yeah. So then this is a letter to his attorney about Billy. God damn it. I'm sorry, God. I didn't mean to. I brought him to the river, the Ricker Avenue dumps. There is a house that stands alone, not far from where I took him. I took the G-boy there, stripped him naked, and tied his hands and feet and gagged him with a piece of dirty rag I picked out of the dump. Then I burned his clothes, threw his shoes in the dump. Then I walked back and took trolley to 59th Street at 2 a.m. and walked home from there. Next day, about 2 p.m., I took tools and a good heavy cat of nine tails. Homemade. Short handle. Cut out of my belts in half, slit these half in six strips about 18 inches long. I whipped his bear behind till the blood ran from his legs. I cut off his ears, nose, slit his mouth from ear to ear. Oh, my God. Gouged out his eyes. He was dead then. I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body and drank his blood. I picked up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones. Then I cut him up. I had a grip with me. I put his nose, ears, and a few slices of his belly in the grip. Then I cut him through the middle of his body, just below his belly button. Then through his legs about two inches, below his behind. I put this in my grip with a lot of paper. I cut off the head, feet, arms, hands, and the legs below the knee. This I put in sacks weighed with stones, tied the ends, and threw them into the pools of slimy water you will see all along the road going to North Beach. Water is three to four feet deep. They sank at once. I came home with my meat. I had the front of his body I liked best. His monkey and peewees and a little fat behind to roast in the oven and eat. 
I made a stew out of his ears, nose, pieces of his face, and belly. I put onions, carrots, turnips, celery, salt, and pepper. It was good. Then I split the cheeks of his behind open, cut off his monkey and peewees, and washed them first. I put strips of bacon on each cheek of his behind and put it in the oven. Then I picked four onions, and when meat had roasted about a quarter hour, I poured about a pint of water over it for gravy and put it on the onions. At frequent intervals, I basted his behind with a wooden spoon so the meat would be nice and juicy. In about two hours, it was nice and brown, cooked through. I never ate any roast turkey that tasted half as good as his sweet, fat little behind did. I ate every bit of meat, and in about four days, his little monkey was as sweet as a nut, but his peewees I could not chew. Threw them in the toilet. That's it? Yeah, that's the end of that letter to his lawyer. I really do hate this guy. Like, I don't think I've ever actually really seriously hated a person, but I really, really hate this man. Leslie's traumatized. Hmm. <laughs> Just throwing that yeah. out there. Like, I, yeah, I don't even, can't even words. Swedish fish. <laughs> you almost got it that time. I know, because I'm angry, <laughs> so I'm not thinking about it. Um. Oh. For his trial, there there was a lot of, I guess, character witnesses and stuff like that. They said that uh, his stepdaughter showed up saying that, yeah, no, he used to, like, when we were little, he used to make us sit on his back. And wait, so they tried. Why did you say stepchild? I don't know. That's what Where it did said he somewhere. Where did step kid from? I guess somewhere, Did he some way. Remarry after and never said thing? anything about him remarrying. So I don't know. They just said stepdaughter. So I don't know. Maybe she had kids beforehand, but they had six kids together. I don't know. That was okay. kind of like I thought it was his daughter or whatever. But there was a point in time where he didn't do sexual acts on his children, but he would have them do it to him. So he had gotten oh them my to God. say, oh, we're going to play this little game and would actually have them sit on his back with, so like he was down on all fours like a horse mm-hmm. and then he would so have he's them. like reliving the orphanage. Yeah. But he would have them turn the opposite way. So like their back would be towards his head. Right. And so he was like, oh, hold up fingers. And then if I get it wrong, you have to spank me with this paddle. And if I get it right, then you don't do it. And so every single time he would always get it wrong. So they would have to spank him every time. And he would do this with all the kids. And it got to the point where he would start putting spikes on it and stuff like that and have them do it. Why? Yeah. And then they, it said that they had actually, that it, it got to be so ridiculous that they knew that he was saying the wrong numbers on purpose because he would say a higher number than you had the amount of fingers. Right. So he was getting it wrong on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, it, like, being at that trial. Like, what is that, 30, 30 somewhat years later? Mm-hmm. Like, after you've been subjected to that? That's mm-hmm. fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah, 19, 1935. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I stopped writing stuff well, down. Well, no, because like, the... I, the anonymous letter came November of 1934, 
And right, so right, right. with I everything going that. down in the trial and stuff like that, that would have been 19, it says 1935. And so the trial itself only took a couple of days and they found him sane but guilty because they tried going for the insanity plea. Right. And did they find like his past medical records, like saying like he was... I think they also had character witnesses. Like, they brought uh, people in right. to try them. But they were like, no, he's sane. Like, he's just he's a just cannibal. disturbed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, he was found sane but guilty. Do you want to hear the part that you missed? No. Okay. He was found sane but guilty. Where's Ellie? And... The judge ended up ordering the death sentence. Good. Uh, so Fire he, squad. yeah. Well, he was taken to prison on March 1935, and he was executed on January 16th, 1936, by electric chair. Okay. He. It says that he entered the chamber at 11:06 and was pronounced dead three minutes later. <sighs> Not fast enough. No. That's not Actually, long enough. I know. I know. That's after I said not fast enough. That's what I wanted to say after. I'm just kidding. Yo, you look up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I know. Like you're I'm up. just hoping that I had plans to do things with the kids tomorrow. We're not doing them no more. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And so. I'm going to need leashes. Uh, tiles. For, get tiles for your kids. Oh, uh, I'm going to go get them. I need leashes. Oh, no. Air all tag. the kids. Air nope. tag. Nope, nope, nope. Because nope. the leash, I can I can keep them with me. Yeah. <laughs> like we did to Gabriel in the mall. <laughs> we, got, we actually got yes, a dog leash yes. and put it around his waist <laughs> from, in the mall. From Old, Old Navy. Navy. <laughs> yeah. And we were just yanking him around the mall. It's okay. Know. We were like middle school to high school and he was like elementary school. We were just a horde of family teenagers and children yeah exploring the mall in a mall <laughs> <laughs> and he was a wild child so we needed to keep track of him and the I youngest. had I can't like so remember how I was like I'm not for the death penalty but sometimes there are moments where I am because like this is that time this is that time my but this is my one of those moments where I'm like he should have suffered Yes. A long time. Yes. Like, I've always, like... No, but see, the thing is, he would have liked it. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) Fuck. I forgot that part. So then, yeah, I was right. No. You would not like if your head and all of your limbs were tied to each separate horse and then ripped off. He might. He would have. He might have. Okay. I mean, maybe he he was in the electric chair. Okay, I think it's a lose-lose all the way around. I'm just happy he's dead and he was found guilty and he was found sane. I didn't hear all the other stuff. I'll listen to it when I edit. So he was like 65 when, yeah, when he was electrocuted. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He would have been, he was just shy of his next birthday. Well, I say that, but that's like a couple months and each year is a couple months. I don't want to puke. Yeah. Like, I feel feel nauseous. Yeah. Like, my head is spinning, and I might have to chill out your house for a bit. No, that's fine. In order to, like... That's fine. I want to take a nap, but I'm not going to be able to sleep. You could. (laughs) Just... So, those were the three confirmed 
Oh killing shitballs. Did he tell them how many? No. There are five others that they could possibly tie him to because it's the same MO, but he never said that he did or didn't. They, it's just. So wait, who was the, oh, okay, never mind. Francis. Mm-hmm. Uh, his nicknames were the Gray Man, the Werewolf of Wisteria, the <laughs> Brooklyn Vampire, the Moon Maniac, and the Boogeyman. The, the Werewolf of Wisteria? I've heard that. Oh, Mr. Fish. And, like, if there's other things that I'm missing, you guys are more than happy to, like... Well, I'm, I'm talking more than about happy. Them. Well, no. No, okay, no, you can direct happy. everything to Linda. Yeah. You let Linda point. know. And then I will continuously look into it because there is, um, there's a movie. There's a movie that nope. came out, which I was not able to watch because things happen so quickly here. But yeah, this is all the information that I got in a two day period. Two days. You should see how many tabs I have opened up. No. And again, because he was a painter by trade, he went everywhere. He oh my said, God. And this was only from New York. Yeah. They oh don't even. My. He was a compulsive liar because during another interview, he actually told them that he did rape Grace. So they don't, they don't know even know if he did or didn't because he gave, he gave different, um, things each time. But it said that he could have had anywhere from eight or nine vic- victims to over a hundred because of how much he traveled for work. Yeah. I was going to say something, but it was kind of like a joke, but it's not a joke. And it was a really poorly thought out joke. So I'm not going to say that. Sorry. Speaking of jokes, <laughs> yesterday, this has nothing to do with this, but it was a great dad joke. And Linda knows my streak with dad jokes right now. <laughs> like me, like, because you I, know, I have some dad jokes. Being a single parent, you know, Linda, yes. we got to step it up and get some dad jokes up in there. So my son is in the car and then he's like, hey, mom, he, basically he like messed up and he was just like, I tried drinking, I tried drinking the water bottle and I didn't take the cap off. And then I looked at him and I was like, guess what, man? No cap. (laughs) (laughs) And then both of them, both the kids got so silent and I was like, that was a good one, right? That was, (laughs) that was a good one. And he just shook his head and he was just like, no, no. Oh my god. That's just as bad as me with Linda's child, her oldest child. And she was on the deck and she was like, Aunt Lorraine, can you throw up a water bottle? I was like, what? And she's like, can you throw up a water bottle? I was like, no. And she's like, why? You're standing right there. I was like, because I haven't eaten any today. Oh my god. (laughs) I can't with you guys. I, I thought you were going to say no cap. That's why I can't no. throw it. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to deflect. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Yay. Therapy being moved to Tuesday. I am not happy about that. Because then tomorrow is normally when I have therapy. My shoulders hurt. So then I could have talked to my therapist. I didn't realize how tense I was throughout that whole thing. I'm sorry. I I I. 
gave you guys a warning. I know. I didn't. Did you think I was lying? No, because you don't ever do that. Lie or give warnings? <laughs> give warnings. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't only, and you did it, like Lorraine said earlier, you didn't only give it during the first part of the podcast. You told us like 10, 10, 15 minutes before you were like, hold on, I'm really, really sorry. This is going to be intense. Yeah. I just didn't know where the intensity was going. Like, I'm burping because my stomach is upset. I'm sorry. And I have to go to a family function, other side of the family function. So, you want a description? No, I don't care what the fucker looks like. I'm sorry. Uh, The fucking boogeyman. Yeah. uh, I didn't even want to draw anything, so I drew a fucking skinny man with a head. Yeah, he looks like a farmer. I mean... His hands are kind of ugly. That one middle finger, real long. I think the one hand I drew like seven <laughs> fingers because I just couldn't. I was like, <laughs> yeah, she did. It looks like a broom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's how I felt. And I fell asleep listening to. I don't know how. I don't know. It, it took me. Like, See, I started. She dissociated and went. Pfft. Yeah. It's a mastercraft. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're talking to the master of this mastercraft. You know that, right? <laughs> You're clearly not doing it well. Not yet. Because <laughs> we're still talking about it. Best believe you asked me tomorrow what we talked about today. And I'm be like, I don't know what happened after I got oh. off of work. <laughs> nope. I'm a sit and stew kind of person. No, fuck that. Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah. So at dinner... They're going to be like, what's wrong with Lorraine? And be like, <laughs> she's going to be in, she's going to be in the booth like this, swaying back and yes, forth. Yes, because I can't eat a hamburger. Like, what am I supposed to eat there? It's that's, a steakhouse. That's what I told her. I was like, well, she ain't getting anything from there. <laughs> Caesar salad. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any no. better, they don't know, like, if the hundred people was rapes or cannibalism. That doesn't make this any better because we know he ate people. And I'm just like, okay, anyway. <sighs> okay, let's wrap this the up. The tears are coming out of my eyes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> make it stop. Make the tears stop. I can't. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it's... It, no, 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 no. This really, is just how jacked up people are. The fact that this is actually something that happened. And that's why when I was talking about the all all the things like the beating and everything, I didn't want to associate this with the BDSM community. Yeah, no, understandable. And so that's why I was so hesitant to even draw it that way because yeah. I mean the, the people that like that he it said that he had relationships with that there were consensual relationships, but as he got older and like when his wife ended up leaving him, he was obviously kidnapping and yeah, yeah, he was kidnapping, raping, murdering. So that's why like, I didn't want to associate that community with this story because all of that situation is consensual. Like those yeah. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand. Which, be- again, the beginning of this, I can't really say that all of it was consensual because it only really says, like, what? One. Just the one. Yeah. <laughs> the one that, the first one that I gave, yeah. So if there were other ones, which I'm assuming that there were because. 
Oh yeah. At at one point, like when I think it said that after the um thing happened with Thomas, that he started frequenting brothels more often. And I mean, it said that he was a prostitute himself, so there had to be consensual relationships there of torture and stuff like that. Like they were doing things to him, he was doing things to them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 wait, 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 I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot to tell you. They did an x-ray of him and found 29 needles in him. Remember in the beginning when I said that he left his wife, or when his wife left him, and he was sticking needles in his groin? 29 were found. So they'd just been lingering there for 30 years? Yeah, he years? just left them in there. Because he stuck them up in there and just left them. You know, like, break it off and just stuck them in there. Ew! Yeah. I just thought it was, like, one of those things where, like, you pierce your skin and then, like, you take it out. They found them in him in an x-ray. Oh, Jesus God. The ex- there's an x-ray. Uh, I don't want to see it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're cutting now. No. I gotta go. <laughs> one eternity later. Alrighty then. Alrighty then. <laughs> so, so a couple things. Okay. A couple things. How we went over his stepchildren for the trial. How one of them, his daughter. Yeah, his, his stepdaughter. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he did remarry. It only lasted a week, but I'm assuming that with the dating and then possibly the afterwards that the children were in his life. So he did end up remarrying. That's how he has stepchildren. But the marriage only lasted a week. Okay. Interesting. She yeah. Crazy. <laughs> so how we were saying about his execution uh-huh. and how we were talking about him being executed and all that stuff and that we couldn't really say anything about if he would like it. They said he was looking forward to it and had actually helped strap himself in. To the electric chair. Like, was hooking himself up with the people. (laughs) And so, what he said to them when they were strapping him in was, it will be the only thrill I have not tried. Of course not. You're being freaking electrocuted. I mean, I've been electrocuted by accident. Same. Well... The little the little one has as well. <laughs> oh, well, that yeah, was that like was Jurassic a, Park. That was a cow fence. Looking <laughs> yeah. at cow fence. And yeah, that was we didn't know that that <laughs> happened. Too, in all fairness, <laughs> who has that video? Me. Oh my, it's on my Snapchat. <laughs> okay, because she's just like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, it's enough to shock a baby cow. That he was considered insane based on the fact that he knew right from wrong, but had a perverse way of knowledge. Because that was something that we did kind of touch base on. We were right. like, if he was insane or not insane and all that stuff. But they ended up finding him guilty because they wanted to see him executed. So they they thought that he was insane. The, the other doctors said it, that he was but the jury said that he wasn't just because they wanted him to be executed. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Also, <laughs> this kind of sucks, and I'm sorry that I'm saying this now, but I was reading some stuff over again, and when they found Francis's body, so the little boy who was taken into the woods, right. they actually found him hanging from a tree. Oh, my okay. gosh. Okay. So... 
I don't even remember his name. It doesn't matter anymore. Not the elder fish. Yeah, the Albert bo- Hamilton fish. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just called him the boogeyman. Yeah. Because so. Albert was a better name for him or some crown. Than Hamilton, because no ham and eggs. No, no. Ham, eggs, and fish. Yeah. Thrilling. Thank you. Yeah. Again. So those are some things that, like, yeah. Well, I'm glad that didn't mm. take that long. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to kind of keep it short and sweet because I knew that it was kind of messy last time. So uh, kind of. Just a little. <laughs> As you guys know. At the end of each episode, we do do a missing person. There's missing teen since August 3rd, 2017, and he was 15 years old at the time. His name is Andrew Porter Jackson. The New York State Police are asking for the local public's assistance in locating missing 15-year-old Andrew Porter Jackson out of Cortland, New York area. Andrew has been missing since August 3rd, 2013. He was last seen in the Verplunk area. Andrew was last seen wearing dark colored clothing. The teen has been known to frequent for plank. I don't know. Plank? I don't I can't even. And Ellenville. Uh, troopers have checked numerous locations attempting to locate the runaway. He is described as a African-American male with brown eyes. At the time he went missing, he was 5'10 and 150 pounds. If you know, if you have any information in regards to Andrew's whereabouts, you are being asked to contact the New York State Police at 914-769-2600 or 914-737-7171 immediately. If you wish to remain anonymous with your information, you are welcome to call NYPD's Crime Stoppers hotline at 1-800-577-TIPS or for Spanish at 1-888-57-74782. The public can also submit their tips by logging onto the Crime Stoppers website at nypdcrimestoppers.com or by texting their tips to 274637, then enter TIP577. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for stopping into this week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was has, yawning. <laughs> yeah, you are. It has been a thrilling adventure this week. Oh my Thank god, you, this Linda. was the worst. And we will erase that from our memories again. Yes, immediately. But now I have to go in and edit again, again. And I'm just, I'm not. I don't. No, that's fine. Well, you just pop it at the end. I was going to say, just throw, just slap it at the end there. Just be, just like I said, I gave a. We warning. had to take a break. Yeah. And come revisit because it was just way a too much. A week later. Yeah. A little less than a week And later. it wasn't even a big recap or just, much information. But it was, yeah. Well, it was things that needed to be said because we had questions and I answered those questions. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Oh. Uh, follow us. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Linda. Sorry. We're, I think we're all kind of mad at you. If you guys have listened this far... Congrats. Thank you. Oh yeah. I'm expecting oh. I'm expecting the analytics for this episode to be like <laughs> right in the middle of the episode. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a lot. I warned I warned I know, everyone. You did. You did. You did. Multiple occasions. Yeah. But anyways, go follow us on our Instagram, our what else do we have? Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, and TikTok. A TikTok and somebody hasn't been doing that. Yeah. At all. 
So we'll figure it out one day. Maybe we'll get one of the kids to run it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the stuff you're going to see of us is going to be ridiculous. It's, it'll be fine. Your, no. Your daughter zooming in on our face while we're sleeping. No, I refuse <laughs> to have them do it. I refuse. <laughs> Stop laughing. Uh, social media is ECC the podcast. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Girl. <laughs> Thanks for listening to East Coast Creepin'. Cover art by Leslie Lozano. Music from Premium Beat. Editing by Larry Bark at Revitalist Recording Studio. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ECC Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review. See ya!